Hello and welcome to the Reflecting Light Show. I am your host, April Rogers, and I am delighted that you are here with us today. We have my friend, Randy Howe. He is a professional angler, and if you have not heard his story before, you are in for a treat. So welcome, Randy. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad to be here, April. This is so cool. It's such a different type of deal that I'm used to doing. It's really... uh, Really, a little nervous here today versus being in my. I'm out of my comfort zone, so I'm going to have. I'm glad. I'm glad you're my yeah. friend. You're going to make it easy. That's anyway. right. You, you have nothing to be nervous about because you and your wife, y'all love to get in front of the camera. They have these little love seat episodes that you do yeah. whenever you're out fishing on the road and then you can kind of give everybody a little update about what you've been catching them on and, yeah. and have them you know tune into it so you get you're a pro at this oh it's, it's fun we have a lot of good times and uh you know and social media now with instagram facebook that just gives us so many more opportunities to to be able to shine the light of Jesus through our life and what we do, and and you never know who it might reach, and we hear we get so many stories and emails all the time just from people that see the simplest little five-minute video and nothing that we even say other than just being silly, and, and it was something about it that the Holy Spirit used to encourage or touch somebody or, or or make them have a a thought to do something different in life or something better, and that that's what it's all about. That's exactly, that is exactly what I'm trying to do here at the Reflecting Light Show is just allow the light to shine out Mm. into the uttermost parts of the world. And you're already doing that too. So that makes perfect sense that you could come on the show. And it's a really big blessing to me. So I appreciate you, you having me. So here. it'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so Randy and Robin are really great friends of my husband and mine, and we have a story of how we met. It's actually Randy and Adam's story of how <laughs> you guys met, um, and then how the Lord has forged our friendship over the years and brought it into something beautiful. But more than that, you have a great story of how. The Lord has been faithful to you mm-hmm. in your business and in professional, being a professional angler. But more than that, just by being spirit-led and allowing the Holy Spirit to to teach you where to go and what to do and how to do different things. That's right. So I think everybody's really going to be blessed. So let's just jump in. Um, from tell us a little bit about how you got started in fishing. And then eventually we'll get to the good part. Yeah, the good story. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll save time that we can tell that story about the Bassmaster Classic. That's the the big title, the big dream that we all, you know, competed all these years for. And first, I started right out of high school, 18 years old, and Robin and I got married right out of high school a year after. And she got a teaching degree, and I went right into the fishing world and tried to qualify. And so we've been married almost 30 years. We've wow. done it all our life and done it together, and it's been a lot of fun. But it's been a lot of ups and downs. But um, and we'll come back to the early story later about you know the adversity we went through early in life that kind of helped build our character and our perseverance. But uh, fishing on the tour for all these years, you know, I qualified for that Bassmaster Classic Championship. And for people that aren't into fishing and don't really know what that is, it's similar to a like in golf, it'd be like the Masters or getting the Green Jacket or you know the U.S. Open, something big like that in other sports or Super Bowl. And so I, I qualified to be in that uh, 17, 16 times uh, over the years, and and so 12 times I had tried to win this event. Uh, and, and it's over in, a, in three days, so it comes and goes so quickly. So the dream to try to win that and get in it in 2014, and it happened to be right in my area of Birmingham, Alabama, 
uh, right where the charity and the ministry King's home that we help represent, help raise money for with my boat giveaway. It's right in that town. So the Lord orchestrated it perfectly to get the most impact out of it for the kingdom, uh, first of all. And so when we got in that event, uh, the first day I was in 11th place, uh, 12th place. Second day I was in 11th place. So one day left, I was not even in the top 10. So wow. mathematically, I was already written off as a chance to win. I had mentally quit worrying about trying to win. I thought I was out because I was almost 10 pounds out. So as the story goes in that, how uh, do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, yeah so as the story us. goes in that, uh, I, you know, that morning I'm running up the lake and, and ready to go somewhere else. And, my, uh, and your husband, Adams, was there. And my, my wife Robin and all the friends were up there somewhere waiting on me and as I'm running the Holy Spirit just clearly gave me a like a video in my picture in my mind and that's the way he shows me stuff is just like you see a flash or a glimpse of a, it's almost like a little video and I saw me fishing under this bridge and immediately I heard a voice clearly say turn the boat around now and go to the Spring Creek Bridge and so when I heard it, I immediately knew it was powerful, and it, it got, I got emotional when I felt it immediately, so I knew it wasn't me thinking that. It was, it was more than that. It had to be the Holy Spirit of God trying to change my direction that day. And at first I tried to out reason it out and explain to him why I thought I needed to go <laughs> to this other place. Like he didn't know better, I knew better. Right. And then finally it was over, overwhelming, and it said, turn around now and go to that bridge, you want to be good or you want to be great. So when I heard that, oh, I wait, knew. Say, yeah, say it one was, more time. Yeah, that was do, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And so when I heard that, I knew that was not my own mind thinking that. So uh, so I turned the boat around. When I turned around, I immediately, I mean, I, I was. it was cold in the morning. I had a big face mask on and uh, I was crying in my face mask. I couldn't hardly even see. So I knew it was something happening. And I turned around and I ran back there and when I pulled up, Immediately, just like I had seen the video and picture in my mind, I called a fish on my first cast, on my second cast, on my third cast. My third cast, it was a seven-pounder big one. And then a friend stops at the bridge and sees me, and I tell him to call Robin and tell her. So they all came there. And so, and then I commenced to have just the most magical, amazing day I've ever had on the water. I caught fish on every cast, and it was just, before you know it, I had 100 people spectating down the highway. Uh, they sent a ca camera, ESPN camera, got in the boat and recorded it all day. And the whole time, not knowing that I was going to win, I was thought I was having a great day, but I was too far behind to win. But little did I know, guy was setting it up to make the, the biggest impact, so it had to, had to kind of make everybody else ahead of me not do well at the same time as I was doing well. And so long story short, the last part of the day, um, he tell, I get another overwhelming urge and a voice to go to another spot, and I don't want to do it because I'm still doing so well on this spot, but I know it's his voice, so I leave and I run there, and I catch <laughs> a great big six-pounder, throw back a five-pounder, and then go in, and when I get by the end of the end, I win by one pound. So I come all the way from the biggest coming from behind victory ever in, that, in the sport at the time of 46 years, but also 
Um, it happened so miraculously that everybody watching it and seeing it could know that this had to be something supernatural and not just something a man could do. And, uh, and, and so the story lived on and people hear it and, and as it goes for seven, eight years straight now, when I speak at events at churches or I go anywhere for seminars, people come up and they remember that story about turning the boat around and how the Lord did it. And they get tears in their eyes when they talk about it and they don't even know why because the, 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 the anointing on that story is so powerful so God could get the glory from it. So that's pretty awesome. That is an awesome <laughs> story. It is, it is so neat that the Lord did it twice, mm -hmm. not just once. Yeah, that's right. But twice. Exactly. And the fact that you listened to him twice and then you won by one pound. Won by one like, pound. What if you wouldn't have listened yeah, I at, at, I at that second a hundred percent, I believe, without a doubt. If I hadn't, he gave me another chance to, to obey his voice. And if I hadn't have, I probably would have been second by just a little bit. Right. And then I would have always thought, what if I had a listen right there? What right. if I'd have done that? You know, but thankfully, because I'd done that in other times before and I failed because I didn't listen, didn't obey. And but this time I did and he blessed me bigger than ever for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it taught me a lot spiritually and it taught me a lot about my, who I am in Christ and, and just having confidence and faith in Him more than I ever had right. before. But it also showed that when He wants to get something done, He can make <laughs> it happen through anybody right. at any cost and, uh, and it, so He'll get the glory for it. And it was almost like you were having that Moses moment yeah. where He was at the burning bush and He was telling Moses to go and He's like, well, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't yeah. go in slow speech and uh -huh. you know, then the Lord's like, no, go. And then he did that with you, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is amazing. Yeah. I love it. Okay, and one of the things that makes you a little emotional uh, to think about is the fact that people are being presented with the, maybe it's the first time that they've heard about the Lord mm -hmm. in a fishing setting. Um, and, and there you are boldly saying things like it was a supernatural event and yeah. God did this and yeah. you're giving him all the glory. And you were telling me about one particular man who was who was talking to you about it and he and it was making you a little emotional. Yeah, just the other day, yeah, just, just a couple of days ago at a, at the tournament in Texas and the guy come up and said, you know, I, I watched that event and they watched it live because it was live streamed on ESPN at the time. And he said, I, I don't know why when I, when I see that happen, I don't know, you know, what happened or why, but I just amazing how that, how you turned the boat around or how you heard that voice or wonder what that was, you know, and his eyes got glassy and he's got, it's a guy with a big chew in his mouth and the overalls <laughs> on a big old beard. And it's like, he's about to cry. And he looks like he probably had never cried before, but when mm -hmm. he tells me this, the Holy Spirit and that story is so powerful, and uh, that it that it just hits hits people. Yeah, that's that's really great, and it reminds me that light is attractive and Jesus yeah. is attractive, and the work has already been done. And so, if we're just faithful to testify yeah. of the things that He has done for us and in us and through us, mm -hmm. then people like that man that's right can be attracted to jesus without us even saying without anything. having to preach to him you know right. because those those kind of guys and the people that and you know in the in the in the as i call them the real world the country boys and the hunting and fishing world that i operate in those are the guys that that they're not going to listen to a preacher and they're not going to go to church until something uh something draws them right. to do that so 
that so opportunity you being is able good. <laughs> to, to testify in that world is yeah. huge. Yeah, it's a really big deal. Okay, so you got to help me out when you see this glassy start. So <laughs> you got to help me get past it. Woo. Okay, so tell um, tell us about your verse that's on your jersey. Yeah, I got Matthew okay. six thirty three on the back collar, and that's kind of been my my theme or my motto verse because uh, way back when I started. That, that was just one of my mentors that I had at a young age that really helped me spiritually a lot. He, he told me, he said, you know, Matthew 6, 33, I always would say, Matthew, every time I'd start complaining about why this wasn't working and why I couldn't do this and why I couldn't do that, he'd say, Matthew 6, 33, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know, just try to live right, do right, try to show people Christ through your life, basically, and then all this other stuff, it's going to work out. That's basically how he explained it to me, and that kind of became my motto verse. So I put it on my jersey, and and it and it, it gets a lot of it, it, a lot of questions. A lot of people mm -hmm. see that on the jersey, you know, and they'll they'll ask, you know, what's that verse mean, or what is that? And most a lot of people don't even know what it is, and they say, yeah. what is that verse, you know? And I'll tell them, and it just kind of gives you another little opportunity to open the door to, to witness right. to somebody. And it is such a perfect <clears throat> verse for your story yeah. because really that is exactly what you were doing. You were seeking him first and then he showed up yeah. with, That's right. with the blessings, That's with right. the boatload of fish. That's right. You know? That's and right. there you were able to win the Bassmaster Classics. That is a great yeah. story. Thank you for sharing that Man, with us. I'm glad to do it. I'm so thankful to have the opportunity and that's what it's all about. Yeah. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and I, we're going to dive a little bit more personal and deeper. Okay. We would like to thank today's sponsor of the Reflecting Light Show, Community Pharmacy. Community Pharmacy is a full-service family pharmacy offering retail prescriptions, compounding, delivery, immunizations, medication synchronization, and multi-dose packaging. With two locations to serve you in both Monroe and Sterlington, Community Pharmacy vows to treat you like family. They are locally owned and locally loved. Welcome back to the Reflecting Light Show. Today we have with us Randy Howe, and I'm so glad that he is here. He just shared an amazing story of how the Lord really led him to a professional achievement like none other to win the Bassmaster Classic. That was a really big deal, and it really set your career off in a whole different way. And you said that you had been fishing for 20 years. Yeah. So let's back up to the beginning now and just talk a, a little bit about what was it like as a young angler and maybe just some of the challenges yeah. that you had because you said that you and robin got married at a young age yeah we you know it, it my my testimony when i go to churches and speak and, and share that usually it's 45 minutes or so of testimony and i tell the whole story but to, to make it as short as possible you know i had i had ulcerated colitis a disease in my colon when i was 15 years old and started and so me and Robin started dating at 15, 16, and knew that we were right, we were gonna get married, and we got married young. And um, so that, right as I started my fishing career, right out of high school, um, my colitis turned really bad, and I ended up having, uh, at a tournament, I had uh, a bad flare-up, and, and prednisone medicine probably eat through the lining of my colon and caused three holes to rupture, burst in my colon, so I ended up 
you know, almost dying. I ended up, I come in from the water throwing up blood, drove eight hours back to North Carolina, not knowing how sick I really was, and went right into emergency room, right into emergency surgery, and ended up in intensive care for two weeks, six months after we got married. And, uh, and so all of my dreams of being a professional angler that I already knew the Lord was, I mean, I grew up as a Christian and I knew the Lord had a calling on my life to do something in fishing uh, at a young age, but now I was faced with all this adversity at that age and I'm looking at it thinking, you know, when doctors are telling me at Duke Medical Center that, hey, you're going to be, you know, in and out of the hospital for two or three years, you don't, you don't need to think about going and fishing and doing anything because you're going to have a lot of issues with all these surgeries we've got to do. So it was, uh, it was really a roadblock. And it really showed me uh, at a young age what adversity was all about and really what my faith that I'd been believing in, you know, as a teenager and what I'd been taught in Christian school and all that, it, what that meant, you know, because I had my ticket to heaven and I had my, you know, I knew what to say and what to do, but I never had any challenges or adversity to say, you know, God, what is this all about? You know, or what, why is this happening to me? I'd done, I'd lived good, done everything right, I thought, and why is this happening to me? I was in that position. So I started really seeking the Lord, and I said, Lord, if you're, if you're, if you're not calling me to be a fisherman, if I'm supposed to do something else, I'll be a missionary in China. If I have to be, just heal me and get me out of this mess. I mean, that's kind of where I was. And, uh, and, and, thank, and, and I heard a, that voice say, you know, I, I'm not calling you to be a missionary in China, but, but you are going to be a fisherman and just trust me. And, and just, so uh, I went through three major surgeries and the Lord healed me so quickly and got me in and out of the hospital in record time. And I, and I had already qualified to start on the big, the big tour the first year. And I had six months to do all of that and get started without having to miss my tour card and have to requalify again and throughout that whole adversity there the Lord brought healing through three surgeries and a surgeon at Duke Medical Center that said hey I see your faith and I see uh, your, your perseverance and I'm going to do everything I can to help you get healed so you can start this you know career as a fisherman and so it all worked out and the Lord let it all work out for good you know and it, and it, and it happened and I was able to start right on tour right on time and and at the same time weighed 117 pounds wow. when I got on tour. I was 5 foot 11, 117 pounds and people immediately knew I was sick or something was wrong and so that, that gave our chaplain on tour that I hadn't met yet an opportunity to meet me at a first event, asked me what was wrong with my health because he obviously looked like I was sick and I told him and that's what opened the door to, to ministry and he said you need to go with me to these churches that I speak at at these tournaments and these events and, and share that testimony. And I said, testimony, what's a testimony? He said, well, that story you just told me is a testimony. And that's when I heard that voice say, I didn't call you to be a missionary in China, but I, did, I said, okay, Lord, I'll go do it. And so I started speaking at churches at 19 years old and cry most of the way through every message that I tried to tell my story in. But God showed me that that's what that that all that adversity had happened for it was to give me a platform. He was going to give me the platform, but that was going to give me the story to be able to use in that platform. And so that, that's, how, that's how it all started. That is a beautiful story. I, <laughs> I've known you a long time, but I didn't actually know how that all transpired. Yeah. And so at the Duke professional, the doctor that saw your faith, mm -hmm. what a blessing that the Lord put that particular person in your space at that particular time. Exactly, 100% because the, the previous two doctors that had done the first surgery were very 
negative and very, mm -hmm. you know, saying, nah, you're not going to be ready, you're not going to do this, this is two or three years in the making and all that. And this doctor immediately said, you know, he, he, his words were, I, I don't know what your faith is, but I see that it's strong enough that you can probably do this a lot quicker than the average person, so let's go with it. I'm going to push it and we're going to make it happen. Wow. That's what he said. So <laughs> I still remember that. And that, if it, and if that was just another piece of the puzzle that God put in place to get me where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And so if anybody out there is listening and watching and maybe they need a miracle of their own, they yeah. need God to show up and they're, they're battling some kind of health issue, what is one thing that you would want to tell them? main thing is just you don't give up you can't you know and, you, and that sounds cliche everybody says don't give up but it really is true you know god god can heal you immediately and i've seen him do that to many people and he's done that to me in other situations or he can you know heal you through time and through teaching and through you know different different avenues and i've seen all the things but 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 he always comes through and he always will heal you and you can't give up and you just got to trust him no matter what it looks like that's that's what i would say <laughs> that's really good one of the things that i love about your story is that you and robin are such a team mm -hmm. and that she really came alongside you and she, she is the other angler oh, man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she can catch some good fish too she can. yeah she can. Um, so just talk a little bit about that and about how your family started to grow with you being in this specific yeah. profession yeah well it, it you know this sport is a very uh, emotional roller coaster and it takes a lot of time away from home and a lot of families break up because of this sport you know because of just putting it before you put your family and your and everything else so priorities are important and and so when we got married at 18 19 years old uh, she got a teaching degree, not knowing if I was going to make it in the sports, hoping I was, <laughs> right. but she was going to be a teacher. But the Lord had the whole plan that she'd be able to homeschool so we could be on the road together. So nine years later when we started having kids, and we've got two boys uh, that are tw now 20 and 16, so she homeschooled on the road, and we traveled in a you know RV and motorhome and did that for a lot of years while they were young, and she was able to teach on the road. She loved to fish because we grew up fishing together as teenagers, and her mom and dad, her dad had a farm pond, and she was a country girl, and, and so we... We grew up together, and we experienced all the, you know, the ups and downs through all that adversity at the beginning. Because she had to be a nurse, you know, to take care of me for like a year through all that bad stuff while she was in college. So, being able to go on the road and do it together, and do it the right way, and stay together on the road, and then God used that to kind of build a a, a platform as well for us to reach other families and other ladies that wouldn't really normally be interested in the fishing side of the of what their husband likes but now because you know my pretty wife is sitting here talking about it and being funny about it and we're having a good time about it on all our little videos now it draws these ladies in to say hey you know I need to I need to try to have a better relationship with my husband and vice versa. My husband you know, needs to help, you know, do more together. And it just seems like it's the Lord's used that as us as a team, without a doubt. And, uh, and I feel like there's a whole lot more left that he's going to do with us in the future like that, too. Yeah, y'all are a great team. Okay, we cannot let this episode go by without saying how the Lord brought Adams into your life. Yeah. So tell that story. Yeah, really Adams, Adams is one of my best friends in the world, and, and you are too, but Adams, uh, the, we had the Bassmaster Classic at, in Shreveport, Louisiana in 2009. 
and uh, the Lord orchestrated that whole day for Adams to end up, he was there as a volunteer, as a boat marshal, to ride in the boat with uh, with me that day. So every angler... And he just got chosen yeah, to ride yeah, with you? Yeah, every angler in the tournament that doesn't have a camera in the boat has a volunteer to ride along because somebody's got to be in the boat to, to for accountability and that, that such. And so... That day when Adam showed up at my boat, you know, he was just another guy. I thought, you know, and we hit it off. We're friends pretty quickly, and uh, and so, but not knowing at the time that we would end up being lifelong friends. But it was really really cool how it all come together, and uh, we ended up swapping numbers that day. And I really didn't think much about it, but I still had a feeling, kind of in my spirit that day, that that I was gonna connect with him more in the future and then later I came back to speak at a wild game dinner at a little church here in Monroe and Adam saw that on a flyer at a church and uh, and, and and he had told me that story at a church at a service somewhere he didn't even want to be or think he was going to be there right. that day and just happened to see hey there's my friend There's Randy Howell, <laughs> he's coming to my town, I'm, I'm going to go see this. Yeah. So he came to hear me speak, and then uh, one thing led another, and we became more, you know, closer yeah. friends, and then the Lord really, you know, uh, really did something special with our friendship, and, and just, uh, and it, it's just cool to see how the Lord does, and all the way, full, you know, full circle to doing this right now, to, to be able right. to, to, you know, to reflect this light yeah. that's happened, <laughs> that's been building for, you know, 13, Amen. 14 years, so... It's just really cool to see what God can do, and that's why when you just walk in step with Him and you trust Him and obey Him through everything, He always, you know, makes all things work together for good. That's right. That's right. Keeping in step. All right, so I have one last question, and it's a lighter question. Is there anything that is lightening your load these days? Lightening my load these days? Um, Probably, if I had to say one thing, not just my wife, she lightens my load every day. Yeah. Robin does that all the time. But uh, on a on a bigger picture, it would probably be technology. And okay. I say technology because, you know, back years ago, we, it was hard to stay connected when you're traveling with with the word with the word of God, with your pastors, with your your messages. And now with technology, you know, we're part of Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, and we live yeah. stream everything i never have to miss my church and if even if i'm fishing on sunday because of competition i can still go back monday morning when i'm driving home or driving and and uh and listen to my message and not miss my messages and and i'm able to listen to multiple pastors and stay connected with multiple people through technology to help me grow spiritually where you couldn't do that you know 10 years ago and so that's probably what lights my load more than anything i love that that's a great answer that's really good <laughs> thank you well, thank you so much for being my guest and for being my friend. And I'm so thankful that the Lord really did take you from good to great and that you have allowed your testimony to reach hundreds of thousands of people. Thank you for what you're doing, not only in just America, but all around the world with your story. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. And 30 minutes went by really know, quick. It's fun when, you, when you're having fun, right? <laughs> That's I appreciate, right. appreciate yeah. y'all having us. And, I'll be praying the Lord uses reflecting light to touch a lot of people because I believe He's going to. Do it, Lord. Thank you for tuning in to the Reflecting Light Show. We pray you got some hope and some light out of today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the show and also share with a friend who may need the light of Jesus Christ in his or her life. If you haven't gotten your copy of Made to Shine, you can do so by going to aprilrogers.com. Go out and have a great week and be the light.